Did you know that disco record sales were up 400% for the year ending 1976? If these trends continue, hey! Uh, your fish are dead. Yeah, I know. I can't get them out of there. I know she looks good, but can she play? Think about it. <laughs>
didn't even, it doesn't even like look like an offensive thing because it's just this tiny obelisk. It's like the most low key of all the Confederate monuments. And like in Roanoke, a 70 year old, like, yeah, we're toppling the Confederate monuments. A 70 year old man toppled it. Okay, A, good for grandpa. Go, grandpa, go. I'm not saying. And, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's, you know. It's still a Confederate war monument. Yeah, I'm not saying <laughs> bad on him, good on him. I'm just saying it's like, like, I don't know, like there was the whole thing when the protests were popping off here, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, it's like we get the big city feel of like the public <laughs> unrest and everything, and it's like, yeah, a, a, a Confederate monument I never knew existed got toppled by a 70-year-old man. Allegedly. Who, who I pro- Allegedly. Allegedly. And if he did it, good for him. And if he didn't, whoever did that, God bless you and buy you a beer sometime. I thought it was the wind at first because the <laughs> the storm was happening like yeah. the night it happened. So I would have sworn like... No, 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 but think about all the other, other storms, like Hurricane. Hmm? You remember when that hurricane came through? What was it, last year or something? I don't. Year before last? No, 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 because I stayed over at your place and bought all that bread and Genevieve got into the bread... Oh, and we discovered adorable. that Genevieve loves Wonder Bread of all things. All, like all cats love Wonder Bread because it's full of sugar and gluten. I guess so. But Genevieve like ripped a hole in that bag to pull out like little buns. Mm-hmm. Which I think the only thing that's weirder than that is her love for those like McDonald's griller things. <laughs> you know the ones where it's like two pancakes around a sausage. Oh. <laughs> but get this, she didn't go for the sausage. She went for the pancakes. Mm-hmm. Georgia and I came home, and there's all these like tiny little bites taken out of the out of the, the pancake, and we're going, well, "What's happening here? Like, who's eating this pancake?" Because Georgia didn't like it, and I couldn't eat it. And then Genevieve comes racing in like a little white and black comet, and grabs it from whoever was holding it. Oh, I think it was Georgia holding it. Grabs it and runs and starts eating it again. Okay, well, that's the Quarantine Podcast. We're here at 9.49 p.m. Friday, July 24th. God, so specific. We've decided to record without Georgia before she gets back. She's coming back tomorrow. They're going to be really tired. Yeah, like, they're probably not going to be up for it. And so, in an effort to get an episode out to our beloved listeners, um, we decided to just go for another duo show Mm -hmm. this uh, this evening. And And I've got a prospective guest for next week, so that's exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to make it a surprise, though. Do you want to play the first ever game on our show? Absolutely, I do. Okay, so last week we talked a little bit about Pornhub and Pornhub searches, right? <laughs> we and, did. And I commented that Pornhub is a reflection of the public unconsciousness mm-hmm. on some level. Much like Persona <clears throat> 5. So I have the top 10 searches of 2019. Mm. Um, we don't have it for this year yet. We'll get it. We'll get it next January. If we make it that far. But um, yeah, so I have the top ten searches, and we're gonna play a little game where you're gonna have three strikes. Mm, to I've got to guess. You gotta guess. Do so, I have to guess like the placement, or just like the words that are on it? Just the words, and then like so. Yeah, <laughs> welcome down. Come on down. Oh, I'm so excited. We're gonna this do is it. My dream since I was a little kid. Yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, maybe. Seriously? Alright, let's play for real. But, so yeah, you know, if you get it right, you'll hear. Okay. If you get it wrong, you'll hear. 
Then on your third strike, it's a really long one. Ooh, that hurts. That hurts my soul. So you you have three strikes. George is not here to play against. Otherwise, (laughs) like, I'd have you both, like, go against each other. Get off, yeah. Actually, like, if I have everyone here, I have to get, like, more than one survey or something, right? So that, like, uh, we can have multiple rounds. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I'm going to make a trophy for next week. Top ten answers on the board. Okay. What do you got? (laughs) Uh, Lesbian. Uh, uh, no. What? Lesbian is Lesbian not, is not on one of the top ten the search top terms. Ten of twenty nineteen. Okay. Um. Anal. Nope. Anal wasn't one of the top ten searches. Anal is so. Who gives anal a shit anymore? Anal is not niche, though. Is my point. Like, I'm trying to go for like, the it's, broad strokes. Yeah. God, I gotta get at least one of these. Okay, okay, this one has got to be on there, alright? Alright. Teen. Alright, let me take a look at that. No. What? I can't believe it. You didn't get a single one. I didn't get a... Can I try again? No, no, there's no reduce here. There's no chance to steal. It's only you. You have only yourself to blame for your mistakes. So I'm a failure, because I want, like, like, the three ones that I know are, like, what all men are into, pretty much. So do you want these bottom to top? Yes. Ten to one? I I love me some bottoms. All right, yeah. (laughs) Number ten on the 2019 year in review from Pornhub.com, Femdom. Okay, quality content, I guess. I mean, I I have mixed feelings about it, but I'll hold off. Yeah. I'll hold off. Number nine, ASMR. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What? How? That's not a porn category. Yeah, it is, because, you know, the girls, they they talk all softly to you, and they tell you to jerk your dick off. That's like saying, like, the guy on, um... Fuck, Twitch was right, you know what I mean? What guy? A couple podcast episodes ago, the guy that was like, oh... Oh, that guy. Well, but... Can I can I just say, given the new information, I have an additional guess. I know that I will no longer be able to win or lose the game. Yeah, you get no points for this one, but sure, I'll give you a freebie. Jerk off instructions, or JOI. No. God damn, I'm on a losing streak. Yeah, so... I don't see... That guy isn't exactly right, because this is on Pornhub. This isn't, like, on Twitch okay, ASMR. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number eight. Apex Legends. Is the hottest thing at the end of the year in 2019. Other ones are like, Game of Thrones and shit, aren't they? Uh, no. Game of Thrones is not on here. Number seven. Mm-hmm. This is where you were a little bit close. You were, okay. you were in the realm of LGBT, okay. alternative. Bisexual. And the little icon they have here is Lady Man Man. So, it, like, in 2019, everyone was, like, all the guys were sort of, like, get finding themselves a little bit. Mm. Well, was it was it Lady Guy Guy, or do you think it was Guy Lady Guy? Every time I punch in bisexual to Pornhub, which I do often, <laughs> um, the majority of the results are male, male, female. Oh, because I guess it's bisexual instead of, like, just general threesome with two Yeah, dudes. if you hit threesome, you're pretty much gonna get, like, the two ladies yeah. and a guy. Uh, although, like, you can get some DP action in there. <laughs> God. There is no hope for us. Someone club me with a seal. Number six. The polar opposite of your second guess, which is teen, right? Mm-hmm. The exact opposite. Mature. Mature, as every teacher I had growing up said. <laughs> 
Oh, Jordan, you're so immature. Oh you're not maturing. God. So, yeah. Uh, how was I so misguided? Yeah, in 2019, everyone was, like, more into well, age... Ap- or not age-appropriate, but, like, older women. They all wanted to watch older women role-playing Apex Legends, helping men be fucked by men. Yeah. Number five, cosplay. You should have gotten that one. I just... I guess... Oh, I just don't think of it. Like, yeah, like, like when you think of, like, porn, at least, like, like the basic categories come up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like, the ones that, like, frankly, that should have been higher on the list according to, to human sexuality studies. But cosplay? Really? People are that horny? Yeah. People want to watch people fucking cosplay? Like, you want to see Link and Zelda get it on? Yeah, why not? I just don't get it. it. It's so foreign to me. Number four, you would have never gotten this one. In mm. fact, I probably would have like not counted this one against you if you got like every other one. Mm-hmm. Belle Delphine. I've heard of her. You remember who she is? Yeah, wasn't she like the gamer bathwater? Exactly. Gal? Gamer girl bathwater, Belle Delphine. I mean, good for her. She's getting that money. Well, I don't... Did she actually sell any? I assume she must have. She has to be... If she's continuing to do this, she has to be making some money at it. Yeah. You would assume. I mean, you don't get that big and not make any money. Number three, POV. That's point of view. (sighs) Yeah. People want to live the experience. And the little little icon here is of a dude wearing, like, an Oculus Rift VR headset. This just sounds so creepy. Like, at first, like, when I heard about the whole thing, I was like, yeah, I can see how that would be interesting. But now I'm like, no, because there's no... It's like phantom limb syndrome, Yeah, you know? like your body is like detached from the experience, so it's really jarring. Yeah, that sounds miserable. Uh, not that I've experienced it, because I don't have a VR setup. You refuse setup. to get a VR setup. VR sucks. I love VR. Right. Sony, give me a VR system, please. Number two, Alien. <laughs> Was that one anywhere in your guesses? No. You Although were... I did once see on Etsy... Someone selling an poster. Mm-hmm. The egg shit? Yeah. Uh, Just right. man up who's a real egg, you know? If it, if it breaks, it breaks. Sounds horrible. <laughs> Wouldn't you get some kind of yeast infection? I mean, I don't know what hole you're putting it up. Anyway, number one with a bullet, amateur. The number one. I should have gotten that one. You should have gotten that one. So, can I see the article real quick? Sorry. I don't have the article. I just screen capped the top ten because that was all I cared about because I wanted to play this game. Well, it's the searches that defined 2019. So, that's like... So, it's not the most popular searches. Yeah, because they're the ones that define 2019. But that's different. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I was guessing based off what I think would be the most often searched terms... And that is not the most often searched term. They're the ones that define 2019. That's different. I'm keeping the trophy. You lost. I did. Um, it's fine. So this one is way down on my docket in terms of uh, podcast topics. Fine. But because we talked about it and because bisexual was a search that defined... 2019 on Pornhub, therefore a top search on Pornhub if it defined the year. Uh-huh. We have a study from uh, being reported on by newshub.co.nz. So this is our first story from New Zealand. Mm. 
we love to globe hop on this show. We love to go global and like uh, see what the human experience is like in these trying times. That we do. Bisexual men are real. Study finds. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock says Emma. No, but I, hold on. I, I appreciate water is what studies. Yes, yes. Hold but on. hold on. There's science. Mm-hmm. A scientist who refused to believe bisexual men exist has proved they in fact do. Gerolf Rieger of the University of Essex once authored a study which concluded men who claimed to be sexually aroused by both men and women were probably lying. Regardless of whether the men were gay, straight, or bisexual, they showed about four times more arousal to one sex than the other. The He told the New York Times in 2005, concluding most were gay but didn't want to admit it. How do you measure four times the arousal? So it really depends on how you how you're using your operational definitions, right? So if I was conducting this study, I'd probably want to look at either hmm brain function or physical measurements of arousal, like uh, an increase in heartbeat. You'd want to like attach a little apparatus to yes. their dick. Yes, yes, I would. To measure just how hard it got. Well, not how hard, <clears throat> but like how quickly did it become erect? Did it become erect? What was the change in like blood pressure, pupil dilation? I would really want to do like eye tracking software yeah. to see like where do their eyes go and do the pupils expand. And in college, you were studying evolutionary psychology, so you were learning the psychology of sex as well. I frankly think it's fascinating, and I would definitely consider going into it uh, if I could get into a program. Yeah. Yes, Genevieve. Okay, but yeah, um, he he said most men were gay, but didn't want to admit it. But now, he's changed his mind. He and a team of British and American scientists took numerous studies conducted over the past 20 years, weeding out poor quality data, potentially invalid statistical tests, and inconsistent findings, and combined them for a larger, more comprehensive look at male sexuality. Although some men identify as bisexual and have sexual experiences with men and women, the extent to which this reflects underlying bisexual orientation has been questioned. Their new study, published in the Proceedings of National of the National Academy of, of Sciences this week, reads: Early sex researchers believed that bisexual behavior and identification occurred primarily among monosexual, i.e., either heterosexual or homosexual men, for reasons other than a bisexual orientation. What? Monosexual. Yeah. For example, some homosexual men identify as bisexual or engage in sex with women due to social pressures that favor heterosexuality. Other per, per, Others perhaps doubted the existence of bisexuals because they found it easier to understand monosexuality, either totally gay or totally straight, because both have strong sexual attraction to one sex and virtually none to the other. Furthermore, bisexual individuals may be mistrusted and stigmatized by both heterosexual and homosexual people and perceived as untrustworthy, promiscuous, and unable to commit. One early sex researcher who understood bisexuality was Alfred Kinsey, who developed the Kinsey scale, which goes from zero, exclusively heterosexual, to six, exclusively homosexual. In between are the bisexuals, of which Dr. Kinsey was one. The new study looked at data from several hundred cisgender men, i.e. men whose gender identity matches their sex assigned at birth, whether gay, straight, or in between, collected between 2000 and uh, 2019. It found that men between 2 and 4 on the Kinsey scale definitely showed signs of physical arousal, 
when shown images of both men and women, much more so than men who identified as straight or gay, proving they are truly bisexual. <clears throat> Jack just tried to slice me open <laughs> in pursuit of the hair tie. It has always been clear that bisexual men exist in terms of self-identity and behavior, but many, including myself, were skeptical about their ability to be sexually aroused by both men and women, Dr. Rieger said. Now, with this exceptional number of participants, we have clear proof of their bisexual arousal. This reshapes our entire understanding of male sexual orientation. Lead author Jeremy Jabour, a Ph.D. Uh, candidate at Northwestern University in Illinois, said bisexual men don't need scientists to validate or justify lived experience to others. Oy. But he hopes findings such as ours will continue to help the public see the many shades of gray that exist in human sexuality. The researchers said uh, not much research had been done into female bisexuality because its existence has been less controversial. Well, of course. I mean, it's, 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 it's misandry. Or, sorry, misogyny. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that the default is heterosexual, but because women being with women is hot, that's okay. Yeah, really hot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally Gross. love it. Disgusting. Though, the world didn't really love it in 2019. It didn't crack the top ten. It didn't define 2019. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. On one hand, I do think water is what studies are important. Um, because they provide scientific and political, you know, like, money, basically, credit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> On the other hand, I just, it's so exhausting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so exhausting. Oh, man, this guy gets a boner when he looks at this really attractive guy, and then also gets a boner when he looks at this attractive lady, but, like, that can't be right, can it? What's the hair time? You, you Stop playing fetch with Genevieve. I'm sorry, she's very insistent. No. She, um, we're doing a show. I'm sorry. She can wait. I'm sorry, podcast listeners, all eight of you. Um, <laughs> six. We have an estimated audience of six. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overestimate our audience. Yeah, never overshoot. Um, what was I saying? Shit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I think it's, it's exhausting and... I don't know, there's just, there's this constant struggle in academia to simultaneously publish new exciting findings and publish truthful findings. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I do not doubt the existence of bisexuality in men, women, non-binary people, etc., etc., at all. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that... I'm glad you can accept me, Emma, (laughs) and acknowledge that I... Yes. I'm valid. You're very valid. <laughs> You're so valid. Oh, we're all going to cry now. Day 10 minute cry break. Um, <laughs> but, like, at the same time, you get stuff like the Group X study, which happened in, I think, 2016, 2017, I want to say, mm. and was a very small study done in Canada, I believe. And I'm just doing it off memory, so I could be incorrect. We can maybe link to the article in question, possibly. I don't have links to all the shit we talk about in the yeah. show. Anyways. Um, but we can talk about it next but, week. Uh, yeah. Bookmark mar- book it to your um, shit, and then you can, you can yes. read a study. There you go. I can read a study. You but it's, it's a called study. Like, like the Group X study. And basically, a group of people, a very small group of like 40 or 50 people, I want to say, 
It was definitely under 200, which is way too small to make a population, to, to assess the population as a whole. Um, we're at the, with this small sample, we're asked if hypothetically mm-hmm. there was a different group that deviated uh, in terms of sexual attraction from the norm, would you feel comfortable sharing a house with them, renting to them, going to class with them, getting a medical transfusion from them, etc., etc.? And the idea behind it was to prove that there is discrimination actively against asexual people. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. When you ask questions like that, it's very, very misleading. Because saying like a new sexual minority, like for example, a lot of pedophiles have tried to say that they're part of the LGBT community because they have a minority sexual orientation. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Go You're live in the wanted. go live in that trailer park in Florida. Or just just off yourself. Like make the world a better place, one person at a time. But um gotta find that documentary after we're we done do with need this. Because it was on Netflix and then it went off and now it, it's not come back. And I and oh, I no. never watched it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kept wanting to watch it. But it was too sad. It's very sad. Yeah, but it's whatever. Like, Kill I'm like, them all. I'm interested. I'd like to know what's going on with this crazy trailer park. I don't know. Hot take of the episode. If you touch a child in a sexual manner, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Unironically, 110%. I fully believe that you should do the world a favor and Bef- take yourself out of it. Before you kill yourself, find our podcast on Spotify. Give us all your money. And take... Just hit play, continuous play, and just play all the episodes in a row on Spotify on loop to boost our numbers. I don't want to be associated with that. No, well, I don't want to be the number one podcast amongst pedophiles who the, kill themselves. The, well, I don't know. Well, they kill themselves, <laughs> and then the people who find their body stumble in on their phone playing the episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, these cats are pretty funny. I, I, we did a good thing. <laughs> I, di- I dig what they're saying. They, yeah. they did a good thing for the earth. Um... What was I? What was I yeah, yeah, but but like studies like these are too vague to be taken into real world context. Mm-hmm. Like for one thing, a small population sample of a few dozen Canadians is not a comprehensive a comprehensive sample that can be applied to all of Canada or all of the Western world, etc., etc., etc. I don't know about them asexuals, eh? But they never use the word. Is the thing yeah. they just use group X. Group X could be anybody. It could be people that are into BDSM, even though, again, not an LGBT identity. It could be, you know, interracial couples. Like, there's there's no definition there. And so people make these studies because they want to prove that they're cool and hip and with the times and also publish something that's really, really exciting and groundbreaking. But in doing so, they often neglect to actually follow scientific procedure. Speaking of a small sample size, um, this comes to us from theguardian.com. I'm not going to read the whole article because it's written so annoying. You don't like The Guardian? I hate The Guardian. Um, They're pretty far-right biased. Do you know their past notes articles? No. I'll show it to you in a sec. Alexa, I love you. How the lockdown made men lust after their Amazon (sighs) Echo. Oh, man. Now, here's the thing, though. (sighs) This is a survey of a thousand people commissioned by the WeVibe company that sells app-enabled sex toys, and it showed that about 14% of men 
were attracted to their Amazon Echoes. So that's... It's because men just like someone that will listen to them talk and do whatever they say. But that's also, again, that's a very small <laughs> amount of people. It's like so, a survey of a thousand people and 14% of the men in that survey. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give us the breakdown of how many men are in the survey, how many women are in the survey. Well, I, I will say, so yeah, I will say a thousand people is a pretty good sample size. Yeah, but again, it's pretty fantastic. Actually, we, we don't have the breakdown no. of the. We don't have all the other numbers from that we survey. Do not. I would like to read the full breakdown of that survey. I don't think they have it, or they do. It's a whole other link, but no, they formatted the article like this, where it's like ah. the author is writing in bold um, a thing that's supposed to be our uh. response. And then they make their response in the regular yeah, type. Like it's like they're talking to themselves, kind of. It's about. like um, it's like they're trying to be like John Oliver or mm. John Stewart or Trevor Noah. Yeah. Who, all all of whom I hate. <laughs> all those people. The second that Trump is no longer in office, will no longer talk critically about American politics. Yeah, yeah they like they'll um, they'll have to find new material that'll be less biting. Well, no, because uh, it's it's like how liberals just worship Obama. That's a whole different conversation. Can of worms. Mm-hmm. Sorry, keep going. Noted war criminal Barack Obama. Yes, noted. <laughs> there has never been, and never there never will be an American president who has not been a war criminal. No, it's like you got to get your hands dirty if you want to be the president. It's it's just like it, by 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 nature of taking the job, you it's become like, a war okay. criminal two minutes in. And especially since we're in the forever war, and it's like there's no way to not war criminal. Uh, no, you you could not war criminal, but no, but they'll no. never do it. We're in the forever war. You got a war criminal. You could end the wars. You could abolish the American political system. Mm. You could, you know, you could completely destroy the system that makes you a war criminal. But they'll never do it because they like the power. See, but then we'll have a whole bunch of little war criminals <laughs> popping up. And we already do. And we'll, but but then we'll be war criminaling each other all over the place. I'd rather and? I'd rather war criminal people in other countries. Oh my god! Controversial stance. I don't want to war criminal my neighbor. Uh, I mean, I will if I have to, but I don't want to. I don't see, want. But nobody has to war criminal. You totally do. It's no. you haven't tried it. It's awesome. Uh. <laughs> This Jordan comes has to violated the Geneva Convention. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, I told you I wanted to make mustard gas to kill the gnats in our apartment. You did, and we'd kill the neighbors too. We have to seal off the ducts, no, do all this stuff. No, we're not gonna create mustard gas. I'm not allowing it. This comes to us from RFI.fr. So mm. This is a French article. Oh, France. Um, this is an article story happening in Africa. First time going to Africa, too. First time going to New Zealand, this episode. First trip to Africa. Well, where in Africa? Because it's a whole big continent. Botswana. Okay, that's like, uh, I want to say Northwest, but I failed geology. Or (laughs) 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 geometry. The the one, geography, that's the one. See, I can't even say the word. You thought, so, (laughs) geology, the study of rocks. Well, you know, the Earth's a rock, kind of. Geometry. (laughs) The People? mathematics of shapes. The Earth's a shape. There's math and involved. Fin- and finally, you landed on geography. <laughs> yeah. The the mapping of the Earth yeah, and its continents. Yeah, geography. I, I I failed that one in high school pretty much. So. I'm People not. Of Botswana, I apologize. I'm not cutting that out. I, you shouldn't. It's it's gold. It's a podcast gold. But yeah, Emma. Hmm. You know I love the nightlife. You know I love to boogie. You hate on the both disco those rounds. things. 
I love the nightlife. You know who doesn't love the nightlife? Who? Elephants. Disco lights deployed as new defense against Botswana's uh, crop raiding elephants. <laughs> Researchers in northern Botswana have come up with a novel way to protect farmers' crops from elephants. Disco lights have proven to be effective in redirecting the great beasts from their path as they trample their way through the floodplains near the Chobe National Park. Lines of flashing multicolored lights set up around the farmers' fields in wildlife-rich Chobe Enclave uh, have been shown to be highly effective at scaring off elephants. The district lies close to the Chobe National Park and is home to 7,500 elephants. It's the site of a floodplain whose nutrient-rich soils are a draw to farmers, but their maize and sorghum uh, fields are frequently destroyed by elephants on their way to the floodplain to graze and drink. For two agricultural seasons between 2016 and 2018, the researchers led by Australian scientist Tempe Adams set up their lights at four villages. Half of the 18 study sites, the control fields, were unlit. The lights were found to be effective at repelling elephants. 75% of uh, 104 recorded elephant incursions. The researchers wrote their study published uh, this month in the journal Oryx. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good non-violent way to tell the elephants to fuck off. Yeah, I just, you know, protects everybody. We're disco dancing here. Elephants hate disco. They're they're only you too. they're only into big band swing. <laughs> Sorry, I cut off your joke. I don't know. I've lost it. What were you going to say? I just thought it would work on you, too. Yeah, it'd probably work on me. The likelihood of an elephant entering a crop field was significantly lower when the lights were present compared to the control fields, the study says. The lights set up at a 10-metre, because they spell they have to spell meter all, because they're European. It can't just be M-E-T-E-R. It's M-E-T-R-E. Europeans. The French. Mm, them too. Yeah. They're your, yeah. Intervals on the poles, blah blah blah. Anyway, so yeah, that's how they're um, that's how they're get, keeping the elephants away. It sounds like a really good conflict way, conflict free way to keep the elephants and humans from interacting, which is good. I do worry that the elephants will eventually become desensitized. And then they'll they'll feel the boogie too. They'll be like, oh, yeah. They'll be like the prince, yeah. the principal in Footloose, or the parents in Dirty Dancing, where it's like. Yeah, this dancing isn't so bad. Mm, the principal in Footloose was correct on the dancing front. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Do you want to watch Footloose after this? It's on Netflix. Both, uh, Actually, no. It's on Prime, both versions. Mm. What's that one? There was one movie that I really, really wanted to watch that just popped up on Netflix. Uh, I don't recall, but I just watched, I finished Watership Down while you were gone on your date. Jordan went on a date today. I, I nixed that. You nixed, nixed, okay. We're not talking about that. Okay, but um, I watched the Watership Down remake of 2018. It was significantly less good than the original. It was terrible. It looked awful. Yeah, the CGI was horrendous. <laughs> it looked so stupid when the rabbits were fighting each other. <laughs> Not in, no, not even good like rabbits do. It was, it was so slow and quonky. They were doing that. Like, it was like uh, in like a movie set in a middle school in two thousand and eight, and the two popular girls end up like going like like eh, like slapping <laughs> each other. Yeah. But like yeah, the, were were there any blood and guts in the there end? There was a little bit of blood, but not like okay. I don't like blood, so on one hand, I was like thankful. Well, there wasn't as much blood and guts. I don't like watching blood and guts in movies or anything because it makes me hurt. 
But on the other hand, you're like, this isn't traumatizing. Yeah. This isn't like how yeah. I remember it. The original, like, traumatized little children, but in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the original one, they cut out all the good bits. Uh, they, they cut out all the storytelling, pretty much. And they added in all these cheesy jokes. <laughs> Those, like, cheesy kids movie jokes, you know? Where one of them was like, oh, you've got carrots in your eyes when you look at her. Like, shut like, up. Like, um... Like the ones in Cats that uh, Rebel Wilson and exactly. James Corden make. <laughs> exactly. That bring down the whole tone of the show. To the point where you're going like, wow, why am I watching this horribly rendered children's movie? And you're like, get out of here, Rebel Wilson and James Corden. No one likes you. Exactly. You too, Taylor Swift. I like out. Taylor Swift. She's like a white supremacist. Is she? Yeah. She's cute. She's like the symbol of white supremacy. And uh, she had a, she did pretty good in Cats. She oh sang Macavity really good. Uh, um, Why is she a white supremacist? Have you never been on Twitter? No. Twitter's <laughs> awful. Why would anyone go on Twitter? I mean, agreed. God, did you hear about the whole Hex the Moon thing? No. And I'd suggest you don't <laughs> want to talk about this either. Why not? Because you don't want someone to listen to this and get mad they, at they you. They won't listen. They won't listen. All right. They have go, no interest in listening. Go ahead and talk about hexing the moon. <laughs> so, apparently there's a subculture on TikTok called Witch Talk. A bunch of quote-unquote baby witches. And let me preface all this by saying, I don't care what you practice and what you find meaning in. You know, I know people that are wonderful people, even though they're Christian, you know, mm-hmm. like in spite of being Christian, they're wonderful people. Like, it, as long as you're not hurting other people or forcing it on anybody, like, go do you, do what makes you happy, but understand that people are going to see it and they're going to have opinions. I myself manifest my organ energy when I'm firing off sigils. God, our downstairs neighbors are smoking weed again. Again? Ugh. Yeah, I feel like I'm, like I'm getting like a contact high. And this, and this and is it's through the floor. This is interrupting the very important discussion it about is. jerking off on a piece of paper <laughs> to release your organ energy out directed into the universe uh, and ritual magic and fucking. I actually haven't continued any of my magical studies. God, I've, 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 I stopped reading and I'm like I gotta yeah. got get back into reading the satanic bible and that's where I'm going to yeah. start and then we'll get more esoteric from there it's yeah like I said like like do whatever makes you happy just don't be racist don't be anti-semitic don't be homophobic don't be you know a that's, white supremacist or a nationalist that's like uh, that's like tenet one of left hand magic there you go I gotta get into it though I, I need the power <laughs> I can fake but, it. I can fake it till I make it. Oh my god. You're gonna kill me one of these days, huh, Jennifer? No, no, no. I'll just be like, oh, I certainly don't agree with her lifestyle and way of being. Like existing. Oink. But it's like, <laughs> no, I totally am. I just, I just, circles. I just need the power. God. God, it smells too much like weed. Y'all, share. Keep talking about hexing the moon. I'm a little sweaty, so I'm going to go crank the AC real quick. All right. Careful, Genevieve. All right. So, basically, this group of people, this group of mostly teenage girls, from what my understanding of it, uh, decided that they were going to hex the fair folk, or the the, the fae, um, and the moon. 
And <laughs> the rest of the people that take this stuff seriously were all like, no, you're going to upset them. You're going to upset the fair folk and you're going to upset the moon. Mm. And they went, we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. So they do this ritual, whatever the ritual is, which I assume involves candles and, and chanting things that rhyme. Um, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, Artemis spoke to me today and she's very upset about the moon being hexed. And other people were started saying like, oh, come on, that's bullshit. Artemis talked to me and said, nobody hexed the moon, you dumbasses. You can't do that. The moon's too powerful. We're too powerful. And then other people started I mean, saying, Artemis hasn't said anything. They don't care. The the third chick was right. The moon is too powerful. Um, it's yeah. It, it's it's like a pretty powerful symbol in the magical realm. And the, <laughs> she's totally correct. You can't hex the moon. You no yeah. no person on earth simply has the uh, the power required. Yeah, and then other people were like, "Well, hey, why are you guys all organizing to hex the moon when you could be hexing Donald Trump?" And then, of course, people brought up this other Twitter fre- Twitter thread from, like, 2016, 2015, talking about how Trump allegedly has uh, dozens of witches on staff working 24-7, 365, casting protection spells and counter-hexes. You didn't Me. listen to any interviews from that time period, because it was the <laughs> dumbest shit ever. <laughs> I I was listening. I was listening to the Unbelievable Podcast, a Mm -hmm. show which I love and wish would come back, but it probably never will. It's a comedic podcast where they talk about conspiracies, the paranormal, etc. And they're not like Alex Jonesy about it or weird about it. They just like have a fun, good time chit chatting about that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. They bring on a guy actually, who is like talking about how Hillary Clinton was being hexed. And about the the properties of magic. Do you want to know what the 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 sigil was that was hexing Hillary Clinton? What? It was Pepe the Frog. Oh my god! And it was it was the Egyptian deity Keck uh, manifested through Pepe the Frog, which was hexing Hillary Clinton. And he's like, it's it's totally working. It's totally working because she's on TV talking about a cartoon frog. She's afraid of a cartoon frog and that is uh, diminishing her mental powers and uh, she's not going to be able to win this election. I don't particularly care for Donald Trump either, but I do not want Hillary to win this election. I think she would be ultimately be worse for this uh, nation. And so I and several other wizards are cultivating our magical power to oh hex God. Hillary Clinton to change America for the better. All I can think of It is was that, the dumbest. Uh, all I can think of is that one episode of King of the Hill when Bobby's getting bullied, so he joins up with all these high school boys. The wizards? They, yeah, they want to make him drink, like, cat blood, I think it is. Dog blood. Dog blood, yeah. Can- Canis Aspirus. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to cast spells on his dad and all <laughs> this shit. I just, like, again, if it makes you happy, go with it. But please don't start screaming at me about how the moon's going to be upset and we have to give her our cosmic energy because I'm going to treat you the same way that I would treat somebody who's like a Christian and try to proselytize to me and tell you to fuck off because I'm not interested. In like 50 years Mm. when I've done all my research and hopefully my mind isn't melted by then (laughs) I can talk to you about like magical thinking and like all the shit you can do with magic which is very little and it's very tedious and very boring 
magic actually kind of sucks. I just, I feel like what people pass off as magic, if it brings you to it, it's wonderful. But I think it's, it's very similar to me to prayer. Mm. And this is where I'm going to get a little controversial and talk about my own personal spiritual beliefs. So, like, y'all can tune out if you want to. Mm-hmm. But, um, hi, Genevieve. Genevieve says I'm right tuned out. I don't, I don't believe that prayer works as, like, a wish-granting mechanism. Mm. Just, like, I don't think magic, whatever you want to call it, works as a, as a wish-fulfillment mechanism. I think it's much more about centering yourself and talking things through. That's, a, that's a, exactly it. Yeah, and it, so... Like, most chaos magic, especially, is just about the manifestation of your will and your work towards a goal. Yeah. And all that shit. Yeah. And again, like, like more power to you. However you find your peace, you know, is where you need to be. Like, for me, for a long time, it was meditation. I used to meditate twice a day for, like, five to ten minutes per. Mm -hmm. And before, um... I would do, like, a show and what have you. And it brought me a lot of, like, inner strength. And then I did journaling for a bit, and then prayer, and now I'm just kind of living in my own filth and waiting for the end. But, you know, whatever brings you joy, whatever brings you peace and fulfillment. Like, I joke around because I think it's, frankly, it's fun, and I have a difficult time not joking about it. But, like, I'll never, I would never walk up to somebody and be like, you're wrong. You know? (laughs) You're wrong. You're incorrect. Your spiritual fulfillment is false, and you should feel bad. Like it's just not. <laughs> Dickheads do that. It's, it's a dickhead move, and like it's not. It's pointless. You know what I mean? Do you want to get back to something funny? Sure, sure. Uh, since we're running up on time here, we're running up on time already. We're at like forty-one minutes. God, that's insane. How yeah. long did you let me talk about magic for? Jeez. <laughs> Five minutes. Or, I don't know. Alright, so what's the next topic? Um, so we talked about elephants and how that's a really humane and peaceful way to deter the elephants mm-hmm. from messing with people's crops. Yeah, Do you want nice. Do you want to know a not humane way to keep oh. things away? Oh, <laughs> do I? This comes to us from CornwallLive.com. Okay. Cornwall Pub installs electric fence at the bar. <laughs> The Star Inn, uh-huh. uh, the Star Inn in Saint Just Cornwall has confirmed that yes, the fence can be switched on. <laughs> Management at the, at a popular pub in Cornwall has put up an electric fence at the bar to ensure people maintain social distancing. Good for them. Staff at the Star Inn in Saint Just have begun have had enough of people doing as they pleased and ignoring social distancing guidelines, so they've put up a polite warning uh, notice on the bar. Oh, and a fully wired electric fence. <laughs> Pub bosses came up with the hair-raising way of making sure uh, punters leave a gap between each other and between themselves and the staff serving in the pub. After getting fed up with people ignoring the guidelines, Star Inn landlord Johnny McFadden confirmed to Cornwall Live that the fence had been placed uh, there to, ahem, shock locals into behaving. Oh my god. What's a Cornwall accent? Are they in the north? I think. Are they in the north? It's there for social distancing, he said on a it's Sunday. Not a northern accent. But... Oh, the north. You know nothing, John Snow. You know nothing, John mm. Snow. The north. The north, Emma. Mm. It's there for social distancing. Is that more north? The north. <laughs> The, every time you tell me my accent, shit, we're gonna like sit here and workshop it. All right, just keep 
gone, keep going, keep going. It's there for social distancing, he said, speaking on a Sunday afternoon it's, where it's, it was busy behind right, the bar. The northern accent is... Um, the north. It's the first doctor... It's the, the ninth doctor, Eccleston, right? Yeah. It's him when he's not playing the doctor. But everyone makes fun of him for having a northern accent when he's yeah. playing the doctor. Well, he doesn't actually... He doesn't... Does have a full-on a... northern accent as the doctor because he had to change it to get parts. That's true. Anyways. Um, the North. Okay. Manchester. Oh my god. Manchester, Emma. No, if you just read the article Halifax. about the, the, the people. Ah, don't. Ah. Bangers and Marsh. Ah. Yorkshire. God's own country. That's, that's a good Yorkshire. Out. That's a decent Yorkshire. You have to admit that I know how to do a Yorkshire accent. I'll give you that one. Before the fence, people were not... Oh, fuck, I, it's in quotes, <laughs> I forgot. Before the fence, people were not allowed, not following social distancing and were doing as they pleased. But now, people take heed in the guidance around social distancing. <laughs> I figured they would. Johnny, ad, Johnny added, it's for everybody's benefit. <laughs> a couple of drunken revelers claimed they were electrocuted by the fence on Saturday night after one too many pints. Johnny insists the fence is usually switched off, but warned it can be turned on. <laughs> Pictures of the unusual deterrent have been going viral on social media after hundreds of people shared Facebook posts on the weekend. One image shared by local radio presenter uh, Neil McGuire has been shared more than 500 times, with some people saying it's the best thing they'd seen in a long time. Can I see this fence? Yeah, one sec. Alright. The Star Inn is a St. Austell Brewery-owned venue described as true gem full of tradition, character, and immense charm. Its website says a friendly welcome is assured, but has not been updated to make mention of the electric fence. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is the electric fence. Okay. I wish people around here would have the balls to do something fun like that. They wouldn't. They'd get sued instantly. That's really fun. Yeah, I mean, one day when I can, when I, when I win the lottery and I can open it my lesbian bar. You'll put an electric fence in there. If COVID is still you'll, happening. You'll get some cattle prods. Like, yeah. get out of here! Make it a theme night, you know. That's what we do if any straight straight men walk in. Or any men in, in general. Mm-hmm. If you're a man, you get cattle prodded out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have time for one more. Oh, yay! Man did, uh, this comes to us from 7news.com.au, so mm-hmm. Australian. Man detained by police after biting seagull who wanted <sighs> his McDonald's meal. Oh, my God. Police have detained a man who allegedly attacked and injured a seagull in the port city of Plymouth in southwest England. Charles Cross police were on patrol when they spotted the man biting the seagull around 3 p.m. on Thursday, the Plymouth Herald reported. The local media outlet reported the man had claimed the bird had attacked him for his McDonald's meal, and in a bid to, uh, to respond, he grabbed it and bit it. Oh my goodness. Love them or loathe them. Seagulls are protected under the Wildlife Countryside Act of 1981, the Charles Cross police team wrote on Twitter. The bird flew away before we could check its welfare. A police spokesperson told Plymouth Live that the man sunk his teeth into it before throwing it on the floor. <sighs> Officers had been... Officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained him and took details from him, they said. Around this time, the man volunteered the information that he was under the influence of drugs and it was decided that he should be taken to Dareford Hospital for treatment. 
The seagull was clearly injured by the incident, but flew off before we were able to check on its welfare. We don't know what happened to it afterwards. Police confirm the crime is under investigation. I mean, at, at, it's going to sound weird, like at least the guy was on drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be kind of scary if like that was this like a guy completely in his head, his response <laughs> to a bird trying to steal his McDonald's. Being to bite it. Yeah. Because I was originally going to say, like, like who does that? Who makes that connection in their brain? But I guess... I mean, like, I don't know. I'd be pretty pissed mm. if, because, like, it takes forever to get through McDonald's now. Everyone's in the fucking drive-thru. It's so fucking annoying, and yeah. I can't get in there, get my Big Mac. I'm, I want to have a Mac attack. Can't get no Big Mac. Can't get no shake. Can't get no fries. It's bullshit. And if a seagull fucking came up, swooped down, trying to get my McDonald's meal, mm, I'd, I'd be... That'd be I, it, huh? I'd be proper chuffed, as Ugh. they say over there. I figure, you know... Of course, I'm one of those people that likes to feed the gulls. I think it's fun. Mm. Well, no, no, back when I was on that cruise, my grandma, we would take... We would go to the lunch buffet on the ship, and we'd get, like, turkey legs and sandwiches and what have you, like the big meat kinds, and I don't eat meat, but we take them for the stray cats that we'd find, because we, we saw this group of, like, stray kittens and their mama one time. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'd also take off, like, bottles of water and wrapped sandwiches to give to people that were begging for money, because we just didn't have, like, money, because mm-hmm. we wouldn't, we just would walk, but, um, so I would always, whatever we had left, we'd give to the seagulls at the docks. So I'm, I'm a seagull feeder. I'm guilty as charged. I can't believe you didn't get a single answer right on the game at the very beginning of okay, the show. Okay, <laughs> again, again, it was not the most common search terms. Yes, it was. No, it was search terms that defined 2019. That's so, so different. So those are the most searched things of 2019. That are uncommon. Those are not the most searched things of 2019. The most, ser- the most searched things of any year. That list is going to include teen, it's going to include lesbian, it's going to include anal, it's going to include gangbang, it's going to include BBW, it's going to include blacked. <laughs> I, I I'm know. not saying that I agree with these things. I'm not saying that I agree with like, fetish, fetish, fetishization and what have you. I'm just saying that factually, if we're doing it just by numbers, those are going to be in the top ten. I don't know if we can really cover sexual stories anymore since you're I can no longer consider you an authority I can no ah. longer consider you versed ah. in the realm of human sexuality I am I am very versed I got a very good grade in that class I'll have you know <laughs> I wrote a very interesting article uh, or presentation or what have you on human sexual selection theory but my point is that even the things is the terms that defined 2019, the terms that were 2019 specific. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it wasn't the most searched terms in 2019, because you could do that every year and you'd get the same top three answers. It was the search terms that defined 2019. It's a totally different thing. Well, point is, mm-hmm. I have a top ten list. Game game was for you to guess anything on that list. You didn't I get a lost. single goddamn one. I, I big goose egg. Yeah, you're a fucking loser. Ah! You're born loser. You'll die a loser. Um, and that's our show this week. But sign up to come on some week in the future, and I'll make prizes for the game. 
Yeah, well, we'll I gotta... new games. Yeah, well, I like the Family Feud game. I just gotta get more surveys. Mm-hmm. I gotta, like, pop surveys out there and, like, uh, see if we can get some data from our people. Like, specifically. Yes, I think that's a fantastic idea. Also, tell your friends that we exist, please. Yeah, if you, um... Here's what we want you to do. So, if you have a friend, and, like, we want you to tell them to listen to the show... But we want you to go an extreme route. We want you to say, I listen to this show. I like this show. I am not going to speak to you until you listen to at least one episode of this show. <laughs> and can prove it by writing the summary. So, yeah. Contact me and tell me you did this. And then tell the friend how they can get in contact with me so that they can text in and verify, yes... I am so-and-so's friend, and they said they would not speak to me until I listened to your show. Can you please tell them to talk to me again? And if you do this, person out there, listener, I will personally bake you a tray of brownies. Mm-hmm. But you've got to email verify. Mm-hmm. I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to say the ribs. Oh, I mean, the ribs are good, but not everybody likes vegan ribs. The ribs are really good. Um... Picked up some more barbecue sauce today. How do you, how do you eat so much vegan food and not just like die from your own farts? It's like so toxic <laughs> afterwards. Like it is such yummy food, but it's like oh my god. Oh, it's just all the gluten. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a lot of concentrated gluten protein. So that's our show. Cut out all toxic relationships, including people who don't listen to us. Those are the most toxic of all. Uh, this has been Jordan. Emma. And uh, Genevieve at Moments. This has been the Quarantine Podcast, episode seven. Yeah, that's it. And uh, we'll see you again next week when Woo. Georgia comes back. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Bye.